1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
0: You are now listening to the
2: War Report Podcast Network.
0: What is everybody? Welcome back to the Cosmoo Podcast, episode 138. Of the Cogsley podcast. I'm Dylan Lark at Ubola Tank on Towards Slash X. And I'm here joined by Mr. Harrison Tarr and Colin Byersdorf. Colin, it's been a minute. How you doing?
2: I mean, I'm doing great. Um, traveled home today. So we're back in, in Huntsville, but we're living
0: it up. Hey, Tar, how you doing?
1: I'm here. I'm ready to talk. Let's go.
0: All right. Well, since the last time we have had an episode, Auburn has had one more player enter the portal in tight end. Tyler from on the year from last year, he had three catches for 21 yards and just to add to the, to the streak going on. That means Auburn has lost the production of uh, four pass catchers that all totaled 12 catches for 165 yards.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, this guy had the most underwhelming career at Auburn that we could have expected a uh, former four star from not mistaken out of, out of high school, out of Warner Robbins high school um and uh did a whole lot of nothing some good run blocking some good pass blocking um i think i saw you like 14 receptions on his entire auburn career on something like 19 atten- uh, targets like i mean good luck i mean i'm not i'm not hating it's just i appreciate everything you did but like i know no one's missing this production um and, uh, and respectfully you're always just kind of going to be jake Fromm's little brother um so like i'm not, I'm not hating I, I, like i said like tyler Fromm got a great build maybe somewhere we'll be able to kind of convert him into a possession wide receiver i just it wasn't going to be auburn um and he's been through three head coaches i mean or just got dealt a bad hand so
0: he, he does have a good highlight reel of one play uh of the uh of the bonix uh scramble drill against lsu in 2021 where bonex just ran 40 yards and then found ran 40 yards behind the line of scrimmage and then found an open tyler from in the end zone to get Albert on the board for the first time and that was not the last time that game that Bo Nix had to run uh, 100 yards in the backfield either
1: yeah which is like a really cool highlight to have and i'm really happy for him because that was a big turning point but like if you would have even then, like if you, if you read off that group of pass catchers the Bonex had, um you would have been like, and I and I told you to choose which one you thought received that clutch touchdown. Um Tyler Fromm would have quite literally been your last guess, unless I specifically told you the package of, of guys on the field and then eliminated two pass catcher, eligible receivers. You would have yeah, it would have still you would still not have been your first guess. Uh but I mean, like I said, great frame, good locker in terms of run and pass block. Um, I mean, like actually blocking wise, I think he grades out pretty well, so um, oh, yeah. we'll see where he winds up. I feel like a big 10 calling could be, I, I think, I think he's a P5 player. I just don't know that he's possessed possession first, so let luck look. Tyler, I,
2: I feel like he always did what, what he was asked of, and it was more of a
0: problem of what we were asking,
1: or not knowing, or coaching staffs not knowing what to ask. <laughs>
0: I mean, it, it took a while for Auburn to even have a, a cord or a coach who understood how to use tight ends properly, uh, and it does seem like so. Valdo's staying, Luke Deal staying for another year, uh, Michael Riley Ducker. I'm blanking on everybody. Uh, we have Martinez Collins coming in next year, hmm. and who am I? I'm forgetting someone. Brandon Frazier, I think, is also coming back for another year. So Auburn's how old, going.
1: How old is Luke Deal? Like 35
0: uh he's he's working on a second doctorate <laughs> so dr dr deal he's is, been around
1: uh, for luke luke deal's been around i feel like forever
0: he came in the same year as from
1: 2019 yeah. is when they
0: came in then the Bo <laughs> next
1: year forever. Yeah. yeah
0: so you got one more year of eligibility staying for another year probably gonna be another captain uh him valdo mrd uh, Brennan Frazier, and then and walks Martavius Collins uh, into this ne- from this cycle coming in. Sure, but I ha- got to say, out of the seven players lost, I none of none of them have been like huge like losses to the team. Uh That and none of them are pieces that I could see benefiting Auburn in the long run.
1: Right. So right.
0: wish them all the best of luck. And with that, we are going to move on to our next segment keeping it in the transfer portal realm but since the season has the regular season has officially ended we're getting very close to the music city bowl here in just as this comes out 23 days in beautiful nashville tennessee uh we are going to go through the class of 2023 transfer portal class and we are going to play a little game of hit miss or meh On the 18 players that Hugh Free signed in his first ever church Portal class, I have taken off uh, Dylan Cinda because he came in a little too late for me to account for him because he came in like August or July, like late July. So didn't really have a chance to compete for anything. So didn't really see him a lot. And also took off Demario Tolan because he
1: sure, yeah,
0: uh, had issues. Well, not, not issues with him, but he just had something going on. But to start off with, I'm going based on how they were ranked by 24-7 sports. So don't expect like your quarter, the quarterback to be the first one named. Uh, starting off, we're going to start off with the center, Avery Jones.
1: Matt. Matt.
0: Colin?
2: I, I would – I think I would say hit. I feel like he didn't play center, but he had a lot of time starting on that O-line, um, and that was one of our, our biggest flaws the previous year, and so just bringing him in and getting to improve our production on that offensive line I feel like was important.
0: And I'm also going to go his. Well, I think out of the O-linemen that came in, I, I think Avery Jones was one of, was probably the best offensive lineman that came out of the portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely was very consistent. Sadly, he got hurt, but that did lead to Connor Lou absolutely tearing it up as a true freshman in his debut season. Uh, Next up, staying with the offensive line, Dylan Wade.
2: Meh. Yeah, meh for me there, too.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a triple meh. Uh, Definitely a guy who got penalized, if not the first or the second, definitely the third most on this offense. Uh, could not stop holding. Uh, next up, the nose tackle Justin Rogers out of Kentucky.
1: How many times can I say meh?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna add, add a meh there as well. Also, gonna be another meh, Tar. You are on you are on a uh, path right now to have 18 mehs.
1: You're on fire. <laughs> All
0: right, here's one that's gonna require probably a little bit of a little bit of thought process. Brian Batee
1: miss um let me tell you why um Brian Mctee is not as advertised uh I, no, it doesn't mean that I don't think that he can be um he can be that level of an all-American um in the return game uh, in in the run game uh, and he had a lot of glimpse not a lot but a handful of uh, glimpses of, of what he really could be um I don't know if it's that he just wasn't schematically fit in um on the level that we thought he might be um i'm telling you right now i think his decision making on kick returns is piss poor um i actually i think it's awful um and i don't know how the hell we went all season without mentioning that he's taking kicks back that are nine yards and yards into the end zone um I, I, that's a that's an exaggeration but there's seven yards into the end zone he is taking that out um I, I i don't know that he's as advertised um he had a couple of good moves here and there, a couple of good plays uh, out of the backfield. Um, but for what we wanted him to be, I, I think he wasn't. Um, so I'm going miss. Um, that being said, I will be high on him again next year. Um, and I will be 100% excited to see um, him under another year underneath Cadillac and he freeze.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with a meh here. Um, I, I do agree with a lot of the points you said, um, especially him taking kicks from like nine yards deep because you're saying nine yards deep. I don't even think that's an
1: exaggeration. I think he has done that. No, I know for a fact it's not a, that, that is not an exaggeration. Right, I think he yeah. had a
0: couple in the Iron Bowl.
2: Yeah, that's the ones that come to my mind um, just off the bat. But I do think that he was a good uh, role player. Like he's obviously he's not going to be our feature back, but I, when we saw Damari go down – I felt like he kind of filled that that RB two role pretty well, and he could bring in some explosiveness every once in a while with the big plays getting outside. Um,
0: yeah, uh, I'm actually going to say I'm going to go retard here too as a miss. Uh, didn't really get the production and the return game that we were expecting to see from All American. Uh, when he was in as as the back, he didn't really have a like an identity. He wasn't a speed back. He wasn't a receiving back. He wasn't a scat back. He wasn't a power back. He wasn't an anything back whenever he was in. He was just kind of a running back. Uh, Never did really anything special uh, on the season. He only had one total touchdown through, you know, receiving, rushing, and returning. And that was just a rushing touchdown that I think was a goal line touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, against Uh, Arky. Yeah. Uh, So... Didn't really do anything special and uh, average four and a half yards of carry. I'm gonna go with the miss just because we didn't really get the the speed back I was expecting, uh, or, or like I feel like most people were expecting to see from Byron, Brian Batee and kicking it back to the offensive line. Gunner Britton
1: miss. I don't, I really don't think I need to. I know that he up being on what was his second team all SEC.
0: The AAP, all yeah. Whatever,
1: whatever, whatever the hell. Um, miss, uh, Gunner Britton. We thought he could play football with big boys on a routine basis. Um, and and you know, he, I think he's a good prospect. We talked about it on the CSF show, Dylan. Um, he is hold happy, he is false start happy. He is a penalty magnet. Um, and I just didn't think he was all that good in the Southeastern Conference. I'm going to miss.
2: Yeah, I'm a I'm a sticking with Matt here. I think it's like my sixth or seventh of Matt in a row. Um, like you said, uh, retweet everything you said. He was just a penalty machine, um, but I think there is room there to improve going forward. Sad
0: that this is his last year of eligibility.
1: Well, never mind <laughs> then. Yeah, there's <laughs> no room for that to improve just nope. in the league.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna roll with the meh here. Uh, it kind of gets raised up by the fact that the AP apparently saw something we didn't uh whenever he w- whenever he was on he was on he was he was a good offensive lineman whenever he wanted to be uh penalties take a toll on that uh tremendously but i don't think sack wise i don't think i cannot think of a lot of times where he broke down in, in pass protection so for that i'm gonna give him a meh uh but because the penalties weigh him down a heck of a lot and to put it in a more positive spin now. We're going to go to the tight end room with Rivaldo Fairweather.
1: Hit. I don't need to say anything.
0: I don't know. I I felt like I
2: expected just a lot more from him coming into the season, and he was one of our our main pass catchers. Um, But just on this offense, I don't know if that's something to be super proud of. I'm going to go meh. Um, I feel like I just expected a lot more out of him.
0: Uh. As watching the guy who led the team in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns, uh, I'm going to give Valdo uh, a huge, huge hit here. I think out of all the people we're about to go through, I think he was probably the, if not the best, the second best uh, transport acquisition Auburn made in the offseason. I think he added a lot to the offense, and I think he's going to next year as well. Uh, Valdo also, A-plus name as well. Next, keeping it in pass catching, Jair shorter. Miss. I say I don't miss. Yeah, it's gonna be a strike three, and Jair is out of here. Got one catch all year for ten yards. So the the average yards per catch looks good, but that's about as far as that stat line goes. And then kicking it to the another receiver, Shane Hooks.
1: Miss.
2: Miss. Hey, he right. was he was on my marketing project though, so shout out him in that regard.
0: Did he also just not show up in, in scenarios for that as well?
2: Um, he talked about Taylor
0: Swift, so okay. that, that <laughs> yeah. was it. That's gonna be a triple miss for Shane Hooks, nine catches for a guy who is supposed to be the guy for this offense. This one, I feel, is going to be interesting.
1: Miss, miss, miss. It's a miss. It's a huge miss. I know exactly where you're going. I have the same damn list in front of me. This one's a miss, and don't even let. Don't even go a different direction.
0: Caleb Burton.
1: Yes, miss. Miss. <laughs> uh, i gonna... Caleb Burton might have been the biggest letdown of this of this transfer cycle.
0: I'm going to give. Caleb a meh, because I he was a guy we were not expecting to play. We never expected him to play when he got here. I I fully expected him to be a. I've not
1: seen a route runner that bad.
0: He definitely had a bad. He had a bad. What the Mexican State him? game where he was like draw. Well, he he had he was fourth on the team in receiving yards.
2: Once again, I, that just does not mean much on this team.
1: Yeah, it doesn't mean much on this team. Also, but also the same. He's a not he, borderline horrendous. I, th- I think he's got all the upside in the world. I want, I want to be that clear. I got all the upside in the world. But if you want to talk about instant impact, one of the worst route runners we've ever seen. I can, I can I agree to that. For my family in the turkey bowl. Over there. It, it's there. That's not, that's horrid.
0: I'm just saying. Whatever we we got picked up. We said on the show. We did not expect him to be. Innocent impact player. We right. expected him to be a guy who's gonna who can is gonna play when he can, and he's gonna take a year or so to develop into a good wide receiver. So that's why he's gonna get a meh for me because he didn't do anything special, but he also didn't do anything that I didn't expect to see from a guy who didn't get a lot of playing time. Uh and then this one, this one's kind of tough. Uh Messiah Nasili Kite. Meh. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go hit.
2: Because I did not expect him to play in the slightest um, and I felt like when he was on the field it wasn't the best performance, but he was more than as advertised for me
0: yeah there were there were a lot of times where I saw him play and he made impacts uh, that didn't result in him getting tackles. but overall, he didn't really do much and I'm no I'm just looking at the statue here. he didn't really do much impact the game getting tackles TLs pressures and sacks or anything like that whenever he was healthy uh, and sadly it just kind of ended a little too early for him in the season for him to really prove against that so i'm going to give him a meh here and uh, go back to the pass catchers i'm going to go ahead and assume this one's going to be a triple miss again uh I,
1: yeah, this one is actually probably your biggest letdown of the this nick Martner's a huge miss all the way around
0: <laughs> yeah nick Martiner. <laughs> yeah that that might be the miss of the offseason.
1: Respectfully, I've had some horrendous takes on the show. This might have been Daniel Locke's worst take. Yeah.
0: God rest oh. his soul.
1: Yeah, he's not there. He's just not here anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, zero catches on the year for Nick Martiner. Very rarely saw him on the field. Uh, he didn't start off the season healthy, but whenever he did get healthy, he still was not on the field. Uh, you expect a little bit more from a guy who is six foot six and could run a little faster than people his size could. Uh definitely probably the letdown of, of the transport class. Uh up next, guy from Vanderbilt, Elijah the Dr. McAllister.
1: Hit. I thought he did everything you asked
0: him to do. Hit. Um, he
2: did everything you asked him to, and he was an awesome leader on this team.
1: Yep.
0: Hit retweet everything y'all just said and it's hard not to love a guy who transferred from Vanderbilt to come to Auburn to get his doctorate education. So all-around guy, all-around player, a huge hit for the world class. And sticking with the defense, Austin Keys, linebacker from Ole Miss.
1: Meh.
2: I'm going to go meh. I kind of want to say a hit. Um, I I'm felt that, like... I'm in that camp. Yeah, I felt like he had a very good impact on on the defense. Saw a lot of playing time, something we didn't really expect going into the season.
1: Hurt a lot, though.
2: He was hurt a lot, and that's what's keeping him at meh.
0: Yeah, definitely a a fringe hit. But I'm going to give him meh. Again, the the health issues kind of came up and and bit him, but whenever he was healthy, he came out and he played, and he was one of the best linebackers on the team, right up there with Eugene Asante. All right, and up next, sticking with the linebackers, Larry Nixon 3rd
1: I'm actually going to say hit, but once again, just because you did what you asked me to do, um, like you didn't bring in a superstar linebacker in this class. I mean, you thought you did, and then things happen with you know, you know personal matters with Mario Tolan. Um I thought I thought Larry Nixon did fine, uh, like as a complimentary back, not back, the complimentary complimentary backer rather. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing that'll knock your socks off, but I thought he was, I thought he was. Sufficient,
0: yeah.
2: Hit he he held his own in sec play, um, and that's what you really have to ask for.
0: Yeah, uh, triple hit here. Uh, second on the team in tackles, whenever they used him properly, you saw exactly what he was brought here to do, which was fill the gap, stop the run, and he was able to do that. Uh, but I don't know if he's any eligibility left, but if he does, uh, let's try not to put him in pass coverage, please. That's all I got. Oh, I gotta say on that, Uh, And now to the defensive line, Lawrence Johnson from Purdue.
2: Miss. Miss.
0: It's going to be another miss. Uh, He got a sack on the year, which is a positive, but didn't really do much else. Uh, Never really saw very much playing time. Never made an impact when he did get in. Uh, Just kind of a guy you kind of just forgot. Forgot about. Do what?
1: Forgot existed.
0: yeah Now Peyton thorn
1: All right, everybody on the count of three at the same time. One, two, three, hit. Meh. Mm.
0: That sounds two mehs and a hit from Harrison Tard.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying he's a superstar. Um I think he played better. Um well, he certainly played that better down the stretch. Um, back half of the season, but in large, uh, Peyton Thorne did not lose you a football game. Uh, he didn't win you one, but like he didn't lose you a football game. Um, I think that was the kind of like status quo that we were looking for when we were talking preseason, would it be Thorn or Ashford? Um, about your ceiling being very not as high with Thorne as it is with Ashford, but floor being much higher than that with Robbie Ashford. I think that's what you experienced. Um um, uh, you know, he didn't go out and win you one of those games, but he didn't go out and lose you one of those games. Um, I thought he did fine. He's got Auburn back in a bowl game. Um, folks, as it sits right now, he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Auburn Tigers next year. Um, especially if Auburn doesn't get things moving and shaking in the portal. That's just a little, a little jab at the fact that I'm a little bit concerned that some, a couple of people that I think Auburn's going to miss out on if they don't move. Um, but I think he was fine. Um, Meh would be this guy stink, like kind of borderline stunk. Um, I think I think Peyton Thorne was an average quarterback in the SEC this year. His numbers may not always reflect that, uh, but I thought he was an average quarterback. Um, and I think an average quarterback in the South Southeastern Conference is is a success. Um, I mean, I don't know that Auburn had a tremendous, tremendously high, I guess, amount more success with another guy that started in the SEC this year. Um, I, I don't know that there's a ton of playmakers um, that would have changed things outside of you know your. Jalen Milrose. Um and actually that's the grant your Grant Mertz. I, I think he did a difference maker, but that's you know, up for subject to debate, whatever. Um there's not a whole lot of those in the conference. Really, right now. There's not. Uh, Jaden Daniels, obviously, is 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 the outlier there, but um I don't know. I thought he was fine. Um and I think that Matt is a little bit of a disservice, but I respect Charles' opinions and uh the next one's gonna be a certain miss all the way around. So go ahead, Nolan.
0: Oh, I was just going to say it was hard for me to find a game where Peyton Thorn was the best quarterback on the field at any given time. Mm-hmm. Outside of like the games where you played the backups at like Mississippi State, very few times was he the best quarterback on the field in the SEC.
1: Okay, I'd, I'd say yeah. I'd, I'd be, he's the best quarterback on the field in Nashville. I guess, for... probably, yeah. I'm sorry vandy are you, are you mean vandy yeah
0: sorry i thought you were talking about the bowl game i was like i don't i think i would take talia it's...
1: no no i was saying that, and, uh and he against vanderbilt Um yeah in the game was saying, really quick, ken, right? ken
0: seals was slinging that rock if i'm not mistaken it
1: doesn't matter if you're it was high, not never if mind if I your could pass catchers are broken up more than <laughs> paintball catchers get broken up um arkansas he was he was the best quarterback in the field
0: yeah heard that uh,
1: did, uh, all the disrespect intended there for KJ Jefferson because I mean that was horrendous. Um, I don't know. I mean, I thought I, I, you know, I don't know. If there's ever been a wide margin. But he, he, he never
0: he never but, did anything like spectacular. He never, he never did it. He did do some things that were awful, but never did anything that put him over like the average mark.
1: To me, think going to go down as one of the most forgettable quarterbacks in Auburn history, that's fine.
0: And he doesn't have an offseason to prove otherwise. If Auburn does not get a transfer quarterback, I'm hearing word that Grayson McCall. People are predicting him to go to UCF.
1: Uh, He's taking a to UCF or NC State, which feels like a disservice to him.
0: Yeah, I would absolutely hate that if he went to UCF. Uh, And then the next to last player on this list is Jaden Muskrat. And I believe you hit that on the head already. Uh, Yeah, miss for Muskrat.
1: Yes, all the way around. Right, Colin? Sorry.
2: Yeah, no, it's a miss. Cool to name. Player. Made the all name list preseason, didn't
0: he? He did. Yeah, he did. I had a funny graphic of him with a muskrat next to him. Uh that was the highlight of his year at Auburn. Uh and then last player on the list, somehow the la- the like the lowest ranked player by twenty four seven in our transport class, Jalen McLeod.
1: I like ending on a hit.
0: Hit. Yeah,
1: for sure. That, guy, that guy's good. He's, He's a all player.
0: I'm so glad that he isn't out of eligibility quite yet because he is a stud that is a hit. I, I don't think he didn't play that many games and he finished third on a team of tackles.
1: um yeah he um he's a ball player. I mean what can i what what, what else do we need to say there right like he's just uh, he's a, a nice pleasant response surprised um, and I guess uh present pleasant um emergence uh, in that transfer class
0: yes. Second, third, second on the team in tackles, second on the team in sacks, had a forced fumble, for, fumble recovery, and a pass deflection from the App State transfer. Just uh, probably, if I, if I were to say who the best transfer pickup was on this list, it'd be between Valdo and McLeod, and I'd probably lean a little bit towards McLeod in that matter. I uh, don't know who ranked him that low, but dude is an absolute stud of an edge rusher. Uh, and speaking of studs if you have been hearing word on twitter uh miss, or coach you freeze took a little in house visit to five star safety kj bolden uh one the, in i believe he has a visit to auburn coming up and then he has another he's visit to Florida say
1: he's already taken his LV, uh, both of those places so he's just going to take oh, up yes? uh, mm-hmm. word we actually uh, talked about that on the Tuesday show.
0: That's right. I remember that now. Uh, yeah, KJ Bolden just uh, yesterday, as the show comes out, I had a nice announcement house that with Coach Freeze. Uh, and rumors are swirling that KJ Bolden is a potential likely flip. I don't think it's like that wide of a margin between him and between Auburn and Florida State, but people are leaning a little bit towards Auburn, which again, If Auburn were to pick up K J Bolden, the class the class would skyrocket from eleven in the country to fifth in just one offseason and that would put Auburn right behind Georgia, Ohio State. Actually, if Florida State lost K J Bolden,
1: Auburn would would probably possibly jump Florida State.
0: Because Florida State's right
1: now at three. No, never mind, I like.
0: Well, I don't know how far they would drop losing like the top safety because they only have well, they have 15 four starts. So that kind of probably helps a lot too. So you'd be behind Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, potentially Florida State, and then right there in front of Miami. And don't forget, if Auburn were to get Elgin McRae, too, another another high high ranked player that Auburn is always in the mix for uh, after Florida fire their defensive line coach. So that was a smart move by them. Uh, I, I like Robert Sands with KJ Bolden.
1: Yeah, I like Robert Stan's with KJ Bolden a lot. And uh, while we're on the subject of, of new acquisitions, um, fellows, um, let's let's look at that transfer portal conversation. And I know this is going to become a show by show kind of combo about the the big board with uh, with quarterbacks right now. But I did see an interesting graphic um, earlier today from On Three's transfer portal page. Um, about uh, transfer portal quarterback predictions. Um, I'm going to read these off as quickly as I possibly can. Auburn fans, shield your eyes, cover your ears. Uh, Riley Leonard, Notre Dame, that go figure. Dylan Gabriel to Oregon, we kind of saw that one coming. Will Howard to USC makes a whole lot of sense. Cam Ward to the Ohio State University, ouch. DJ Uyunglele seems like a shoe-in at Florida State at this point. Uh, Kyle McCord to the U, University of Miami, which that's actually a, a tremendously good fit um after tyler van dyke leaves there um will rogers to washington once again another just fantastic fit um in that in that washington offense tyler van dyke um heading from the u to mississippi state so kind of just doing a little bit of a a little switch around here a little switcheroo three-team trade acquisition if you will um yeah that 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 also once again makes makes a ton of sense um and grayson mccall to ucf um so of your hot board, most of you guys that that we've been reoccurring speaking about uh, potentially transferring to Auburn on that list, not a one of them predicted Auburn yet. Auburn's going to get somebody. Uh, if you don't get somebody on this big board, though, I'm 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 sorry, guys. It's it's lateral and large. Um, so we'll have to see. Barring someone else leaving uh, post graduation or post, excuse me, um, post bowl season.
0: Say so. I do not want someone. To, I, I don't want I don't want Hugh Freeze to be in the same situation he was last offseason, where he went through a spring thinking he had his guy, and then having to rush to whoever was left in the portal uh, after the spring. So I, I would appreciate appreciate it Hugh, if you could uh, pick up a guy before spring. <laughs> uh, even if that, I think a, a player that no one's really talking about is Jordan McLeod, the JMU prospect. I've not really heard any word from him or anything saying that he is a lock for Indiana. Uh, but I definitely think he's a guy who could definitely be really good for Auburn if, if they were to pick him. definitely an underrated prospect. Uh, it doesn't really get the words or it doesn't get really any attention thrown to him uh, because he, you know, did not play at a power five.
1: Hey, I didn't need to say this on on Suze's show uh, because the news broke since then, but Auburn could always go out and get Jeff Sims.
0: No, I'm surprised you'd even make a joke about that. Watching Jeff Sim- Jeff Sims yourself.
1: Jeff Sims was fun at Georgia Tech, dude. Did
0: you see him at Nebraska?
1: Yeah, hell yeah. We all watched those first three games. They let him start and let, put him out there to die. Yeah, it was fun.
0: I I don't think they let him out there to die. I think Jeff Sims let himself out there to and die.
1: Nebraska horrid again, per usual. So,
0: Jeff Sims' career. He is currently you know, let me get the let me get the let me get the stat line out here. Thirty-one touchdowns to twenty-nine interceptions.
1: Right. That's a good number. I like that. I like that ratio, Colin. One to one. Yeah, dude, I love it.
0: He also had one inter- one touchdown this last this past season
1: to four interceptions to six. Oh, that's a really good one. I like, I like that a lot. Okay, so
0: I'm uh, I'm not on the I'm not going to be on the Jeff Sims train anytime soon.
1: I'm hopping on the Jeff Sims train. <laughs> uh,
0: and just wrap up the football news real quick. Uh, all SEC teams by the SEC have been announced. Auburn had three players appear on the second team, and surprisingly, no players on the first team, uh, and no defensive linemen on the second team. Uh, so, wow. Uh, but the players who appeared were Jarkwith Hunter, Rivaldo Fairweather, and of course, uh, Jalen Simpson, but no iterants of Marcus Harris.
1: Yeah, that was really goofy, in my opinion. Where's McPherson,
2: too? <sighs> that also doesn't make sense to me.
1: Was uh who was who's first team kicker? I didn't even look. Was it here? Well Will, Will Record. Yeah, just because he set the SEC's scoring record.
0: Sorry, but uh my first team kickers don't miss field goals.
1: Exactly. That's right, that's right. You guys are setting uh McPherson up for the most devastating first career field goal loss of all time, it's gonna come in the Iron Bowl on the road. Like See, if he, he makes it to the either.
2: Iron Bowl without missing another one, I'm be I'll be pretty happy going into
1: that game um, I say, you won't be happy when it happens no i
2: won't but you won't be
1: hey colin i'm, I'm gonna do an ad read um so you can pull up your notes on the indiana hoosiers um if uh, if that's something you're interested in and i've got them in front of me as well
2: yeah
1: and we can take a quick peek around when we come back on the other side of this ad break um in and, and uh talk auburn har- uh, auburn hoops right here on the college League podcast but before we do so it is the holiday season. It is time to get your Christmas shopping done. I mean, folks, seriously, get your Christmas shopping done ASAP because that it's 18 days away as we're recording this, and uh, that's a scary concept. So just a little over two and a half weeks away from Christmas. Very excited. Best time of the year. Make sure you go pick up your very own College Loop War Report co-branded feeling Loopy t-shirt that is, comes in five different colorways. It is only $25. It's on sale at the War Report. Dot com. If you don't feel like typing that in the search bar, that is all right. Neither do we. You can go to the search, excuse me, you can go into the description of any of our shows, whether that be on YouTube or abroad, and just click on the little link on the in the description and go straight to the TheWarReport.com. Pick up your very own College Loop warport cobra brand feeling Loopy t-shirt. Once you pick up your t-shirt, make sure you use hashtag feeling Loopy. That's feeling without the G on whatever platform of social media makes you happiest, whatever you use the most. And make sure you tag us in it. We'll make sure we put it up in the next stream and, or the next show when we report next and hit the studio. Thank you guys so much for your continual support on that front. We know that you guys are the best listeners in the world. No questions or doubts, ifs, ands, or buts about that one. And we are you guys are the reason we can continue to grow. And continue to thrive right here at the College of Podcast. So with that being said, make sure you hit like, subscribe, and ring the bell if you're watching on the YouTube stream. And drop a comment. Let us know who you're feeling um, could be the best fit for Auburn should they not wind up landing any of those S-tier quarterback transfers. Certainly a lot of conversation and discourse around those. Uh, Also, we didn't ask this on Tuesday, and I'm not sure if Dylan asked this on Sunday. Um, But who should have gotten into the college football playoff? I'm really, really curious. Do you guys think uh, FSU got snubbed? I'm sure a lot of you guys were thrilled to see Alabama uh admitted into uh, the college football playoff uh, as, as we all were but like i said make sure you like subscribe, like subscribe and ring the bell so you stay up to date on all the latest content coming out right here at the college League podcast if you are not watching the youtube stream that is okay we love you so much anyways and thank you for so much for tuning in we appreciate your support make sure you give us five stars and thumbs up and share the show with a friend on whatever streaming platform it is that makes you happy give us those highest ratings guys the more you share the show the more you comment on the show the more you like and subscribe um and the more that you guys give us positive ratings on streaming platforms, the more it grows. And it helps us. It doesn't cost you guys a dime, but it means a tremendous amount to us. So thank you guys for your continual love and support. We love, and, we love each one and support each woman and every one of you guys right back. So um, without further ado, let's talk Auburn basketball right here on the College League Podcast. I've been through an ad read, Colin, so I'm going to let you take a surface level look at the Indiana Hoosiers. I'll jump in with you whenever you want me to hop in.
0: Yeah, so
2: Indian Hoosiers, uh, very respectable basketball team. I feel like we cannot um, underestimate that going in. Um, And that is just more of Bruce Pearl with this non-con schedule um, not playing around. Um, But, yeah, I think the big thing in this game is going to be how our front court matches up with their front court. Because I would say, by far and away, that is their bread and butter, Um, their center. um, You'll get to know his name a lot, Khalil Ware. Um, he's been averaging I think close to 20 points this season
1: 17 and a uh, half.
2: yeah so he has been going nuts um, leads their team in pretty much every stat imaginable blocks steals points.
1: yeah no you're so right.
2: Rebound mm-hmm. yeah the, the whole the whole lot um and then he has another piece with him um Malik renew once that- again.
1: I'm going with Ranel, yeah. Ranel, yeah, definitely going. Listen, with if
2: you say it confident, it's fine. Right, that's right. Um, but yeah, Rennell, uh he's averaging 15 of his own. Um, so between the two of them, um, it's going to be a lot of work for Janai Broom, and the rest of the forwards.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I'm not kind of entirely with you there. It, it's all in the front court, and a keeping Jani Broom out of foul trouble, and then b seeing how he stacks up with another dominant big, um, in 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 the big 10 for that matter is play, playing playing a good brand of basketball p5 basketball um and let's not trip over the fact that clear where is going to going to put up 31 he's averaging 31 minutes 31 minutes on the floor he's on the on the on the court the whole damn game uh and there's no coming out if, if, if you don't get him into foul trouble and that should be auburn's objective early and often um try to put where on the bench as quickly as, as you possibly can but like like we just mentioned right now uh, coming in and playing good minutes out of the four uh, i mean 27 and a half minutes on average uh, per contest it is it's it's a grind to keep these guys off the court uh, they're going to be able to get in and move and shake and do their thing uh, and play the that indiana who's your brand of basketball um, regardless but you've got to limit their opportunities to do so and it really starts like you said colin with the bigs um, it starts predominantly i mean jenny broom um, coming off of uh, an exceptional week which you take away and pretend like the Appalachian App State game never happened which whatever is what it is uh, I still have not watched film on that probably won't don't um, Just don't. No, don't do it. not Not in my on my itinerary uh, but this group is deep I mean you've got I mean 10 guys are going to play 12 plus minutes it's in Indiana group and I know that's like the the overarching team that I keep saying week in week out uh, and, and game in game out but Auburn's mentality Bruce Pearl's mentality and I think Tom Hart summed this up pretty well earlier in the season is that Bruce Pearl always thinks his 10 are better than your 10 um not up now now's the time um to prove that your 10 is better than your 10 uh, is their their 10 because I can tell you right now um if Auburn doesn't have tonight Broom putting in work and going to war um because he's in foul trouble I'll leave it here his replacement's not going to get the job done and you are going to lose to Indiana uh, this is this is a very 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 talented Indiana team that will be there in March and is going to wreak some havoc within the Big Ten and and, and make a lot of people um, really miserable and 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 spoil some seasons. Um, so, I guess how long can can broom stay out of foul trouble, Dylan? I don't know. Uh,
0: I don't know if he can. not always
1: his fault. Bigs get screwed in general, especially at the collegiate level. Like,
0: exactly. And I will say, I mean, part of this game, I can't even put fully on Janai Broom because the past couple of games, he's not had the help from Aiden Holloway, uh, who's just in a absolute shooting slump. And uh, just a couple of games, we've seen his points per game fall from 15 to 10 uh, in just a couple of games. Uh, just has not been a factor in the offense. He still finds ways to distribute the ball. But when you have a guard, and like Aiden Holloway, who has the same talent level and the same shoot, like the the potential shooting the ball that Aiden Holloway does, and he's not shooting it like you need him to, it's tough to win games. I mean, the whole App State game was lost because Auburn couldn't get the ball in the basket. And now, I know it's like the whole thing. Like, you have to score more than the other team to win anyways. got to get more balls in the basket to win. But when Auburn's putting up more shots and has more opportunities to make shots, and they're not making these shots, that's how you lose a lot of games. And you're gonna need Aiden Holloway to get right, uh, Denver Jones take better shots.
1: Can I and, say something kind of annoying that's gonna piss people off about last week? Um, I don't know, maybe you start with shot selection and practice. He was bad last week, even in the yeah, win, even in the win, horrendous. It's the same,
0: yeah, and. You're going to put a lot of trust yeah. in Chad Baker Mazzara, as well. Uh, definitely a guy who everyone we everyone loves Chad Baker Mazzara, and he's definitely going to be a huge factor in this game uh, because outside of Janai Broom, he is one of the probably most consistent players on this team thus far throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the
1: way, Jalen Williams is playing so scared. I don't understand it. Am yeah, you notice that, is that just me?
2: Yeah, yeah. no, I've. It feels like – so last year was his team, and now he has just taken such a complete step back. Um, But he doesn't even look like he
1: wants the ball in his hands when he's on the floor.
2: No. And, like, he's not making, like, real cuts to the basket. He's not shooting great and when he is taking shots. But it just seems like he doesn't want the ball in his hands, period.
1: He's also not got that sky hook to go this season very Mm -hmm. often, and that's kind of like his shtick. That left yeah. handed Skyhook that literally no righty knows how to defend. Um, because they don't play against other lefties that do that. Um, I don't I don't get it, man. Um, he looks like he doesn't want to be there half the time. Um and some other stuff that I just heard around the program. just Like if you didn't want to play ball, like if you if you didn't want to compete, why'd you why'd you come back? Um and it's not that he's not been putting up you know quite little numbers, it's just like Need more out of you, dude. Um, compete or don't. You choose. But if you're gonna yeah, choose not to, don't play. Like
0: slowly ruining my chances of having a J will to J will to J will connection in OKC.
1: Yeah, that was always just a fantasy in your head. Like, that was <laughs> it, it was, but on the blue, maybe.
0: <laughs> well, the other two J Jay, Jalen Williams not gonna the, are not going to be on. Are not going to be playing for the blue anytime soon. Uh, they are established. Uh, but yeah, gonna need guard play. It needs to be a heavy, heavy improvement from the last week.
1: I think it's just guard like, scoring. They don't turn the ball over a ton.
0: Yeah, true. Uh, see, in Holloway, one point, three turnovers a game. Not bad.
1: That's think, gonna happen from your point guard, like exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna turn the rock over.
2: I think something else to look at with this matchup is um, Indiana starting two redshirt senior and a senior guard. So just looking at experience mm-hmm. uh, in comparison to. Freshman, Aiden Holloway, and
0: whoever else we tried out there. Denver Jones, he's got some experience. Need, need I say, make the free throws, wow.
1: for the love of God. Y'all remember when y'all said one game was too early for me to be freaking out about Auburn making free throws? I do. I was right.
0: It, it's Auburn as a team is shooting 69%, which is a nice uh, percentage. But... That
1: makes sense now. Yeah, that answer, that, that adds up.
0: But Jai Broom, he's if he's up there shooting two free throws, he's bound to miss one uh 50%. Aiden Holloway, a guard, has seventy-five. Uh Chef Bang he has 87. Uh Denver Jones is another solid one, 88. Uh Jay Wills, 76.
1: Yeah, Denver and, Jones is really good from the stripe. Why is he not hitting shots from the perimeter after all those videos of him hitting shots from the perimeter?
0: How many was it he made in a row? Was that was 26
1: that? or something stupid? Like, huh? Like what? And then when you you're not taking good looks, and you're not taking, I don't know. Don't get me started on that. I'm just I don't get it.
0: Yeah. Uh if I really hope this past week they have uh sat down and just had each person shoot like however many like shoot free throws until you make like For three five. hours. Yeah, just until you until you can make ten in a row, you're shooting free throws. Just that way everyone gets a chance to do it within the the practice period. But with that, predictions for the game. Colin, I'll start start with you. Prediction for Auburn, Indiana for Holiday Hoopsgiving uh, Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m.
2: Yeah, um, I think Auburn's going to get back in the win column. Um, I don't think it can be underestimated that this will be like a faux home game. Um, out there in, in State Farm. Um, it'll be close. I think it'll go back and forth a couple of times. Um, and I think it'll be somewhat low scoring. I'm going to say like a 68-64 Auburn.
1: Yeah, I like that, Colin. Uh, it will be a home game for Auburn. Uh, Auburn fans travel really well for Hoopsgiving. They go every year. Um, Bruce Pearl seems to be really, really fond of the concept of being able to play up in Atlanta. I get it, grow the, grow the brand. Um, Hoosier's by like six. Um 74, 68. Um, Auburn struggles from the stripe, and that's the difference. Uh, I I sorry guys, I'm not manifesting. It's just I need I need some evidence that you that you A know how to play on the road, which they've not proven to us yet. Um, and B um, can knock down shots on a routine basis against high level opponents because the guys respectfully to that app state team, they're not one. Um so I, I don't know. I mean I'm 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 struggling to find confidence here. I am. Uh
0: I I don't have a lot of confidence, but I have enough to pick Auburn to win. Uh, I think it's I, I, I'm a, on the same side as Colin. I think it's gonna be very low scoring. Uh, I'm gonna say Auburn 70, Indiana 67. I close game to the wire. Uh for the love of God, just make shots.
1: Yeah, both of you guys rocking with uh, with Auburn. With Auburn, I'm rocking against Auburn. You can lock in an Auburn win if you're betting. Um, that sounds about right. That sounds like the recipe. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about Auburn women's basketball right here on the college loop uh, as they prepare to take on Arkansas. Uh, little uh, Arkansas, Little Rock. Sorry, I always want always want to say Arkansas State, and then I forget Little Rock's a place. Um, and I think they still play in the Sun Belt. Um, little Rock does, right? Oh, uh,
0: they play in the Ohio Valley.
1: Ohio Valley. Okay, cool. Um, let's talk a little bit here, Dylan, um, about, about Auburn women's basketball and their next test, um, playing in, I guess, I almost said undefeating, which would technically be correct, um, a winless uh, Little Rock team, and what the opportunity that presents uh, for Coach Jay and company.
0: Uh, it offers up a great, great chance to kind of just see what your what your bench has to offer. Uh, Little Rock, not a great team. Uh, not good whatsoever. And that's kind of evident in the fact that they are 0-6. Uh, usually whenever you're 0-6 in anything, it kind of says they are not good. They have losses to Missouri State. Uh, well, like a, a five-point loss to Missouri State, lost by almost 40 to Kansas State, lost by almost or lost by 41 to Arkansas. Lost by, you get the you get the pattern to Alabama, Ole Miss, and then lost a semi-close one to Central Arkansas. This team is not good. Uh, Auburn back in the win column after beating uh, Clemson and UAB. Uh, back-to-back games or and Alabama A&M as well. Uh, definitely chance to see what your bench has to offer for Coach Jay and Co. Uh, let honesty and Sydney Shaw kind of just take over. Get Sydney Scott back feeling comfortable in the in this. On the in the paint and just kind of see what you got behind you starting five,
1: yeah. And and it's going to be about shutting down uh sophomore faithfully. Like, obviously, I, I think I like everyone else, think i going to run away with this game, gentlemen. But um, sophomore faithfully, the 5 five eleven uh forward out, out of Monroe, Louisiana, um, it's their highest score, averaging 12 7 a game. Uh, and this might just be a little SEC audition for her um this season because or. <laughs> P5 audition because this will actually mark And I don't I don't know if you noticed this when you're going through Dylan. This is the fourth time Arkansas Little Rock Little Rock has played an SEC opponent in their first seven games of the season. Um that sucks so bad um for for the Trojans. I actually genuinely, genuinely hate that for them. Um but you know, I mean that's such is life, I suppose. Uh
0: and none of those games were really all that close either. <laughs> yeah.
1: Opportunity to get a lot of a lot of new faces minutes. Um if, if you're Coach Jay. I love that Auburn plays at and against Arkansas Little Rock every it's the most random opponent. It is the most random opponent that they play. They have a home and home, like semi permanent home and home with. But I want Auburn to absolutely dominate the hell out of the boards. Limit turnovers and shoot well from the stripe. Play good fundamental basketball and learn a lot. Colin, anything to add there? Or we we just about cover it.
2: I mean, I think you've hit it. I want to see our offense work through stuff. I want to see improvement. This game is essentially practice. This is a scrimmage. Warfied scrimmage. And so just course. playing basketball the best way we can is all I want to see.
0: And of course, right. after after Little Rock, they got Alabama State and Norfolk State before they actually play a ranked opponent in Washington State.
1: Alabama uh, State, Auburn's known biggest rival in women's basketball.
0: <laughs> and of course, they have UNA before they start SEC play in-state on the, January
1: 4th. Oh, yeah, another heated in-state rivalry. One of the biggest.
0: <laughs> before the SEC, SEC slate starts off with the lady volunteers.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, that's all we've got um today's installment of the college League podcast colin Byersdorf. thank you so much for being here buddy good to see you glad to, glad to have you back around um and glad that you're done with finals one more semester left
2: so yeah it's it's crazy but no
1: it's flying i know it flies by dude i get trust me you're, you're preaching to the choir tell whatever they can find you love you support you hang out with you while they're uh home with family over over the holidays yeah you
2: know if your family's driving you crazy over the holidays just just go follow my twitter um at Byersworth that's b e y e r s d r f Colin
1: right on dude i'm uh, I'm here Tar at By Harrison Tar on the bird app and also at byersontara on instagram if you want to come hang out with me on either location love to hear all y'all's good takes all y'all's bad takes all those in between love no not a fan of mediocrity pick pick one side have a good take <laughs> or have a bad take stick to your guns i'm not I'm not about the mediocrity. Um, thank you guys so much for your continual support. Dylan, what's our count at right now? How far off are we for subs? Two. Wow. Two away. Two away on the YouTube channel. If you guys could just give us two little uh, subscribes, uh, subscriptions while, while this after this show comes out, that mean the world to us. So we can get 700 subs right here on the YouTube channel. Also, make sure you like, subscribe. Um, let's see like and ring the bell drop a comment on this video um, talk to us about auburn basketball auburn football auburn women's basketball auburn equestrian whatever you want to talk to us about um what's your favorite holiday tradition with your family what you're looking forward to the most what do you ask santa claus for for this christmas does not matter to us we want to hear about all of it we want to hear what's going on in all of your lives so we can continue to build this community right here at the college Loop and at the War, War podcast family i know that we beg you guys all the time, but I promise it really, really does help the growth and it means the world to us if you guys can do so. If you want to pick up your very own College Loop or podcast n- uh, network, co-branded fuel and t-shirt, the fuel and loopy t-shirt, excuse me, comes in five different colorways. That link is in the description. Make sure you go pick up your very own from theworldport.com or just click on the link. $25, five different colorways, most comfortable shirt you'll ever use. use hashtag feeling loopy whatever you pick that up on whatever streaming platform not streaming platform goodness it is almost one o'clock in the morning east coast when we're recording this can you tell whatever social media platform makes you feel the happiest whatever you use the most and tag us in it we'll make sure we throw it up on our next recording stream live stream whatever that may look like all that being said if you're listening on a platform that is not youtube Make sure you give us five stars, thumbs up, whatever the highest rating is. Thank you guys so much for listening to the audio only version. I understand if you want to do that because I look at our faces all the time, and I also would not want to listen, not want to watch the YouTube stream all the time. You guys, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Getting closer to the holidays. Make sure you hug your families, tell everybody you love them. And Dylan, let's get out of here.
0: Of course, I'm Dylan Lark at Boy Tank on Twitter slash X. Sorry, that is at Y A B O Y. The Tank also have me on Instagram as well at Dylan Lark at D Y L E N L E R C K. And of course you have us on the college loop where you can follow us uh right here on YouTube we are just again two mere subscribers away from 700 still waiting to get to there so we can feed Colin uh he hasn't eaten in quite some time uh still managing to survive somehow yeah well uh, <laughs> And of course, uh, while you're here, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, leave your predictions for who's going to start a quarterback next year for the Auburn Tigers, leave your predictions for Auburn, Indiana for Holiday Hoops Giving. leave your predictions for women's basketball versus Little Rock, and other such things as well. Don't forget that in just uh, a week from now, on December 15th, Auburn Gymnastics having their first preview meet, so make sure to pack Neville for that, because I'm going to be there no matter what. Uh, And of course, all of that, make sure you go check out our social medias, all at The College Loop, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, The Works, Instagram as well. And again, as Tar said, go check us out on other platforms if you want to hear the audio version of the show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And with all of that being said, this has been The College Loop Podcast.
1: Love you guys.